Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Sacred Emergence Podcast. It's Michelle Wong here, and today I have another awesome guest for you. Viola Hug is in the house. Whoop, whoop. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) So I am so excited to introduce you all to Viola. Her and I have known each other for a few years now, mostly through online, but we've met each other at conferences, and I'm just so stoked uh, to chat with you more, Viola and um, introduce you to my listeners. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, how are things going so far for you today? Oh, good, it's been an excellent day. It's summer solstice. Yes, so, yes. I mean, feeling the vibes. Yeah, and <laughs> the I just- expansion and the love. Yeah, and I just love your energy and just everything about you. And I've just seen your you and your business just rock. It's been soaring. And um, and I, you also have a podcast, which I love to listen to. So we'll have mm-hmm. to share that with the listeners as well. Um, but I thought we can start by just maybe sharing a little bit about you and what, whatever wants to come through for you. And we can go from there. Okay, amazing. So... Hello, hello to everyone who's listening. Um, I, I don't even know sometimes how to begin to explain myself because I feel like I have such an out-of-the-box life. Um, but then at the same time, I have the same, you know, the same internal challenges and battles and um, things that have been on my path. So, I mean, in my life, I've um, traveled a lot. My parents were just avid travelers. I went to 13 different schools across Germany, which is where my parents are originally from, Canada, which is where I was born, USA and New Zealand. And the past 16 or so years, I've been living in New Zealand until last year when my husband and I seem to have also caught the travel bug off my parents, even though I always said that I was like, I was like, I'm going to settle somewhere, you know, have a base. And now (laughs) Nick and I sold all of our stuff to travel the world. And we've kind of been living digital nomad style for the past year, which has been super, super fun. Um, but yeah, I've been an out of outside of the box thinker most of my life. You know, I always imagined myself doing really wild and ridiculous things like I do now. And it took me a long time to find my feet with that. You know, in 2012, I jumped into entrepreneurship for the first time after I studied a bachelor of science at university. Um, through that journey, I didn't ever have a lot of success per se in terms of like monetary or business success, but I grew so much and I learned so much. I Um, really developed my spiritual connection. I um, uh, developed my emotional intelligence, my resilience, all the things. And then in at the very end of 2017, I launched my coaching business, which is what I've been predominantly doing now for um, the past year and a half. And um, I think in a nutshell, I mean, we can go into whatever else you want to know, but that's kind of in a nutshell. Oh, and I wrote a book as well. Oh, yeah. Now, um, which has been also super fun. 
Yeah, I just, yeah, I just love you and you're so yourself. Every time I see you online, you're, you're who you are online in person. And I mean, I, I don't have my, I have my, I have your book. I just don't have it next to me. Um, mm -hmm. but I love your book and it's just, it has all the good vibes. Um, yeah. And you're a digital nomad and just is like everything that I think like, um, an entrepreneur ever dreams about being, you totally embody that. So it's still like I pinch myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was at the gym the other day listening to an audiobook, and I had this like moment. I was like, oh my gosh, because he was talking about like, you know, if you want to get out of the rut and you want to, you know, start making more money and you want to blah, 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 like you need to think this way. And then I had this moment for the first time, I actually like had this realization that I was no longer in the rut that, you know, but even though I used to listen to these same audiobooks for the past like six, seven years since I've been an entrepreneur, and um it was just like so mind-blowing to be like oh my gosh like even though there's still so much more expansion that i desire of course but i've really like pinched myself at the life that i'm living like it really is like oh my gosh this is my life <laughs> Yay! well let's rewind a bit i'm curious uh -huh. like what what was the switch for you and like how like what yeah what was that switch that moment Mm -hmm. that where things started to kind of get yeah because you were saying how you started your business in 2012 and then you know it wasn't really jumping off until 2017 so mm -hmm. yeah so in 2017 I started my coaching business so firstly I mean it was a new business so it was I was doing something different but I think like ultimately in terms of the actual work I was doing is pretty the same but the switch I explain is this because I've kind of had multiple switches in my life like before I became an entrepreneur before I met my now husband, I um, went through a lot of mental health challenges and um, a really kind of dark time in my life. Um, and then all of a sudden I had this switch because it was like this internal voice. Like one day I was so bad. I was like in this complete state of despair and just thinking all of these really, really dark thoughts about my life and everything. And I had this moment where it was just like this little voice that was like enough, like tough love. It was just like, stop being a baby go sort your shit out. This is not what you're meant to do. So that was a massive switch. And it was almost a similar feeling, but slightly different. Because when I started my entrepreneurship, I had a lot of mentors. I started off in network marketing, which is awesome because you're flooded with access to um, so many people who are there to support you. And I still have my partnership with my network marketing company. It's kind of like my passive income on the side. And I still meet people who are interested in the products. Like I'm never going off the products because I genuinely actually do like them. Mm -hmm. I just don't actively really build my business much anymore. But I started off in that industry and there's a lot of like mentors and uh, like mentors and coaches, I was going to say, but people who are there to support you. But a lot of the time they only really know the industry. And I feel like my goals were always like much bigger than just what the industry would offer me. Like I always wanted to be an author. I always wanted to do more stuff, you know, like really impact people in lots of different ways. And uh, for the longest time within that industry, I was so um, uh, like being such a good student, I guess, that I was always listening to everything my mentor said. And I remember in 2012, I was like, should I start a podcast? And my mentors were like, no, 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 just focus on building this first. And then later when you're successful, you can start a podcast. And it was like, I'd always have all of these ideas, but I'd never follow through with them because I was in this idea that I needed to first succeed at what I was doing. And then I could branch out into other stuff. And the switch, when things start to change, I was like, okay, I'm so overdoing it this way. Like things are just not 
ever really working. I mean, I was still happy and positive the whole time because at least I was following my dreams, but it was just never like that success that really took off. And then all of a sudden I was like, screw it. Like if I just a hundred percent were to listen to my own intuition right now, what would I be doing? And to me, that was starting a coaching business that was starting to work on balancing my masculine and feminine energies because I was in like masculine hustle overdrive for most of those five years which that balance, I believe, was a massive key to the success as well. I got into human design, started learning more about how to actually live in alignment with my own energy system. And it was like the combination of those things that was just like, I was like taking no more shit from anything. I was like going forward now and that's it. And yeah, doing anything that felt good for me to make it happen. I love that. I love that you were like, (laughs) F the advice I'm getting from other people. And like, what is my intuition asking of me? Mm-hmm. And just like the awareness that you were, you know, your masculine and feminine was kind of off balance. So you had to like come back to, okay, what really feels good for me. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really good because at that time I hired a coach for the first time outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. And she was a clairvoyant. And this was at the time when I was really trying to tap into my intuition more, like, cause I had been wanting to follow my intuition for a few years, but I just didn't know how to access it. You know, I didn't know how to listen to it. And so I kind of hired her to help with that. And then that's one of the things she said to me is she's like, you know, one, you could be more successful if you actually branched out with what you're doing. And two, if you actually started living more in alignment with how you're actually meant to live like energetically. And I was like, huh, what's that? (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? I don't need a hustle from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep. Um, excuse me, what? And it was a hard thing to learn. Like, but now it's just so funny. I feel like in a day I work way less than I used to, but I'm so much more impactful with the hours that I do work. So it's like way better. Oh, that's amazing. And so with your mentor that you hired or your coach, that's Mm -hmm. when things started shifting and taking off. Yeah, that's like, well, she gave me the idea to start a coaching business. You know, she was just like, oh, this is like really awesome what you're doing and your heart and your vision for how you want to help people is so huge. But there's also people who'd want to do this who don't necessarily want to do network marketing. Why don't you consider doing both? And then that's kind of how the whole idea started. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I will, because that's, yeah, that was also what I was really feeling. It's just, I'd been scared too, because I thought I needed to succeed at one thing first before I tried something new. Yeah. I hear like a lot of advice like that. Just like stick with one thing. Um, Mm. Don't dilute yourself. And I think as, especially since you and I, like we're both multi-passionate and we're also, I think as women, we tend to diversify a little bit more. So like the, the advice to stick with one thing is so counterintuitive. I think so. And, yeah. and also like on that, um, the, the stick with one thing, I feel like stick with one thing in terms of like, um, the direction that you ultimately want to move in, but not necessarily the vehicle, right? Like mm-hmm. there's so many roads to Rome or whatever, you know, that roads, roads that lead to Rome or whatever the saying is. And it's like the same thing. It's like, I, I was limiting myself by thinking I could only do the one thing, but ultimately I still have the same, um, area. I'm still, my passion is still helping people live amazing effing lives. Mm -hmm. And that never changed. It was just like, I started offering more ways that I could do that and then allowing myself to expand in that sense. So yeah, it's like an interesting concept, but that's, yeah, I totally agree as well. Being multi-passionate. It's just like, we're actually allowed to be multi-passionate. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did, um, so your, your coaching business launched off or kicked off. How did, did you just start reaching out to people and telling them like, Hey, I'm starting coaching now. Like what was that transition for you? 
so I was completely focused on just building a personal brand because my theory was if I was living in integrity with what I was wanting to teach, then it would, um, then that would show through the way that I was living. Right. And so it was like, even when I wasn't necessarily having like financial success yet, cause it took a few months before things started really rolling, but it was like, I was able to like really commit to my practices. And at the beginning I was a lot more like now I work with a lot of people and helping them like scale their business income and all that kind of stuff. But at the beginning it was a lot more like actually figuring out what your vision is, not being afraid to go for it, figuring out what the fears are around like pursuing those things. And of course that's something, I mean, that's always present in a way, but that's kind of mainly what I focused on because that's what I would, was really in practice of is acting despite, despite of the fear and um, really making sure that I was living my life in alignment with what I was wanting to call in kind of, you know, being clear on what my higher vision was and doing anything that I could in the moment to align with that. So the more that I really embodied that, um, which I honestly think is one of the key things is like online, there's, I mean, there's such a movement for authenticity, which is awesome. Um, but there's also just, you just see such a snapshot of people online, but there is no way that people also don't feel energy. Like it's an unspoken thing. It's even for a lot of people, they don't even notice it, but there's an energy and our souls connect with people whose souls are kind of on the um, energetic vibration of who were kind of like in a space of like growth and equilibrium and synergy and all of these amazing things. And even though someone might be saying something really well, if they're not fully living in embodiment and in integrity with that, then a part of the other person's soul is going to be like, I love what you're saying, but I'm just not being called to say yes to the coaching or yes to the offer or yes to this. Right? Like, if there's this little like thing, it's not quite right. And so it's like, I just lived in embodiment and I put offers out there. I didn't message anyone. I didn't follow up with anyone, nothing. I just created offers I was excited about and showcased what I was doing. Oh my, my gosh. I love that. Okay. So then what would like show, give me an example of like you embodying, like what would that look like on a day to day for you? Okay. So, um, for example, if I, like I was just talking about before with like fears and, um, living in alignment with the higher version of myself, like, so I, um, might've done like an intuitive process or even just some journaling or whatever to kind of get clear on where I was heading. So I was thinking, okay, what does this next level version of me look like? And I might write down, okay, she eats a nutritious breakfast. She journals in the morning. She, um, you know, is kind to people. She, practices non-judgment, like, I don't know, like all these things might've come through. She, um, I don't know, like treats herself out to beautiful like lunches or I don't know, things like that. And then, um, I would then in my current life think about, okay, I'm actually feeling really nervous to talk about this particular topic that's on my heart online because it feels very vulnerable to me. So I sit in this and I say, okay, if I'm going to teach people how to act in courage, I need to lead first. So I'm like, if I'm feeling the fear, it means I have to do it. <laughs> so then I would, I would show up and that'd be me embodying courage. And then I would think, okay, so I would wake up in the morning and I would get myself into that practice of waking up like I knew my higher version of myself would. And if I felt like taking myself out on a beautiful lunch, but I didn't have like money to do something super extravagant, I might pack myself a lunch and find some like edible flowers or something and make it really pretty and go sit in the backyard or drive to the beach or do something to make myself feel like I'm living in that vibe, even though I might financially not be actually doing the same thing that I would if I had the money, for example. 
right? So it's like creating practices on a daily basis that are really in line with what you're actually wanting to teach. The same goes for if you're teaching emotional intelligence, it's like you have to practice emotional intelligence. If you're teaching wealth and money, you have to have your relationship with money um, down. Like it doesn't mean you have to be the richest person in the world, but it means that you have to be so diligent with your practice of tracking your money and your relationship and consistently in that mastery of it, that that's what I would call like living in the embodiment. I love that because it's really what you're sharing is like first, like the inner leader, like you are, you're practicing what you're preaching and then there's integrity in that so that when you're talking to someone who wants to work with you they're they feel that there's Mm -hmm. not a disconnect. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That is so cool. And so from there, you're able just to naturally attract people who wanted to work with you and then your business just started to exponentiate. Yeah. And it was like, um, on my own, I managed to get a few clients and I came up with a couple of programs and, you know, it's stuff that I wanted to do. Um, and then there came a time when I was like, okay, I really need to hire a coach because it was like the biggest struggle that I had was like that turmoil in my head of like, I don't know, how should I price it? How should I structure it? Is this the right way? Um, when should I launch it? How should I launch it? Like all of these things going on in my head that I didn't really know if I was doing right, that I, you know, I could do the best of my ability to research or look into, but then, um, yeah, when I hired my own coach, that was also really good. Um, and that's really when my business really, really exponentially started to take off. Um, whether that was just kind of the timing of it all, or I also believe in the up level that comes with investment. So I mean, what we believe we receive usually. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was, yeah, that was a part of it, but it literally has always just been about me embodying it and sharing what I'm doing. Like that's, at the core of it and just, yeah, consistently working on my own growth, consistently really applying what I learn. And I think that's why my business grows so fast too, is because I apply what I teach, like in Soulful Business Academy, my program for business, it's like, I don't just teach it. I like make sure as I'm teaching it, I'm in the teaching and in the embodiment and I'm applying it. And it's the same for all my programs. Like I'm always like making sure I'm not teaching anything that I'm not actively applying. Mm, that is so good. And so your, your goal then is to really help other people um, create a business that they love, right? And so yes, mm-hmm. that's your line of work. Yeah, it's like, um, generally, I work with entrepreneurs. I mean, I do work with a, um, like a group of people as well that are just kind of wanting to get clear a little bit more on what they love and feel a little bit more aligned and more the mindset kind of spiritual energetic work. But mostly I end up working with entrepreneurs and it's like just helping them find the unique thing that works for them. Cause what worked for me, I'm not saying is going to work for everyone because everyone's so unique. So it's like, how can you just tap into exactly what you love, get rid of kind of the influences of what you think you should be doing from everyone else and tap into that and really start to own that. And generally I also work with people who are kind of more legacy visioned. Like, you know what I mean? They're not just like, Oh, let me just build this business and I want to make six figures. And then that's all I want. It's like people who envision themselves making a really big impact and creating a legacy. And they're wanting now to build a foundation of mindset and emotional intelligence, wealth, and all of those things to kind of catapult them into that direction in life. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like it's a really comprehensive way to work with someone. Mm, Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love your energy and like, I mean, I listen to your podcast and it's like, really, it's, it's not like, you're not trying to be professional, you know, like you're a you and I just love that. So 
Um, yeah. And you were sharing earlier about human design and that's something I, I started learning more about cause I was hearing you talk about it. I'm like, what's human design. And it's like, I'll punch in my information and I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> this yeah. is a lot of information. So like, where would you start with someone who's like wanting to tap into that? Mm, so human design, like for me, the reason I got so obsessed with it is because when I worked with that first coach, she would kind of get um, other people to give advice on like different things. And one of them was just like talking about something. And I swear she brought this up only for me, <laughs> but it was like, she said something about human design and she's like, I've just heard about it and it's so amazing and blah, blah, blah. And then I Googled it and I read, read like, I, I same as you, I put the information on like WTF does this mean, but I knew from what she'd said that the type is like the first thing you want to know. Cause there's like kind of different categories that come up when you pull up a chart and there's five different types. And I read my type and I was like, um, this does not sound like me. <laughs> but, and I kind of resented it. I was like triggered by it. And I, because I was practicing what I preached and I was really trying to, you know, like be in integrity. I was like, okay, if it's triggering me, it's probably because there's something that's stirring up within me. So I went into a little bit deeper and I realized like how conditioned my energy was. And the main thing I was triggered by is it said that um, my type is not meant to be like the workaholic type, although they're the one of the most likely to be conditioned to be a super workaholic where they just work, 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 work. Um, my type would actually thrive a lot more with like really intentional work, but then lots of time for like nurturing the mind because the mind, I know you're the same type as me. Mm -hmm. The mind is actually the most powerful aspect of your um, manifestation power, so to speak. And so um, it's actually making sure that your mind is always really nurtured and your thoughts always really aligned and feeling good is actually more important than the work you do. So at first I was so triggered because my success up till that point was built on the fact that I hustled. Right. Like I just couldn't see in a, another way around it. And I was always like, oh, a lined hustle. But it was still like I had to work for results. And then suddenly when I started shifting that and I started seeing the results, I was like, oh, OK, maybe there's something to this. So I really started looking into it a lot more. But if you're looking into human design, the main thing that I think um, that helped me at the beginning was one, it shows you how. Um, your physical body actually gives you signs if um, when you're making a decision, like whether it's a yes or no, um, which that's super powerful. So on a chart that's called inner authority. So if you were to get your chart and it said inner authority, whatever it says, just Google human design, inner authority, da, 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 like whatever your one's called and you'll start getting some tips. And then the type, if you Google the type as well, it kind of gives you some tips as well. But those two things are kind of like the top two if you're just starting in human design. Yeah. So it's basically another way to, it's not personality, but how you thrive in the world, right? It's just like another Yeah. Way. So it's um, a combination of like I Ching, astrology, and um, the chakra system, like a whole bunch of beautiful things. So it talks about how energy flows through your physical body and then how um, you're impacted by other people's energy and how other people um, read your energy or perceive your energy. So it's like when you know that, it's a lot easier to, um, one, communicate in different ways. Like, for example, in my coaching, I always use it because if I give, like, two people who have quite opposite design types one advice for how to, like, launch a program, they're going to get totally, um, like, one of them's going to possibly be completely successful with that, and the other one's going to feel totally not aligned with it. Mm. And so um, knowing it, it's like knowing, okay, you just communicate slightly differently, and you communicate this way, and then both people find more success within their own design oh I love that so it's like you're customizing 
like what they need yeah. based on really who they are intuitively or naturally. Yeah. It's so oh, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you also um, follow astrology as well or? Yeah, I do follow astrology, like probably not as strong as I do human design. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah, I, I do have a lot of friends that I would probably like, if I ever need anything like in depth, I refer to them rather than my own knowledge. Like my knowledge is pretty basic with you, uh, with astrology. Cool. I was just curious, maybe we can talk after. I'm just curious yeah. what your, your rising and your moon is. <laughs> I'm Libra sun, Libra moon, cancer rising. Oh, really? And then I have, do you know, like the houses and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I have my, um, and this is where I think the diversity comes in. Because when people hear that, they're always like, huh? Because <laughs> it's like so light and fluffy and like romantic. And then my other, I have in my 10th house, I have my Mars and Aries. So it's like fire my career. Ooh, I love which is, it. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You and I have similar, I'm Cancer Rising and Cancer Sun. So we have the same oh, cool planets with the houses or mm-hmm. zodiac with the houses so mm-hmm. I totally get the Aries in the mm-hmm. in the 10th house <laughs> like a good starters yeah yeah um well that's awesome so then right now you're living in Halifax of the time of this recording mm-hmm. um so like what's kind of up for you in terms of travels and what's coming up next yeah, well, a lot, but then at the same time, it's like, I have no idea. <laughs> so the way that we've been living, which I mean, I don't know necessarily how much longer we'll do this for, but it's just what feels fun right now. It's just like, we're in a place and then we're like, cool, what's next? I don't know. What do you feel like doing? I don't know. What do you feel like doing? So like me and my husband, by the way, not just me and myself. <laughs> um, And so right now what we've planned is we're going to plan a trip in August. So we're going to just have a little bit more time here because this is going to be the first time we have any amount of time in one place, which is nice. But um, then we're going to go to California, like spend a little bit of time in the States, Hawaii, then Australia, New Zealand, and then Bali. And then after Bali, we're going to make our way back to Canada, but we're not sure where or when or how or anything yet. And then, yeah. And then stuff with the business and everything too, but that's still all like working itself out. So there's like program slash event type things coming. So yeah. Nice. And like the fact that you are a digital nomad, you can pretty much do your business anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's honestly like since we started traveling, which was August, 2018, like when you look at my PayPal reports, it's just like, you know, slow growth, slow growth, slow growth, growth, and then get to August. And it just starts like jumping up and it's just like, Oh, maybe there's something to this. Like, <laughs> But I feel like as well, it's kind of like in the embodiment of what freedom feels like and everything, you know, like it's that whole thing that I was saying that's like so magnetic to people. Yeah, I just love what you're like, you're the, I think the first person I've heard saying like you have to embody what you're Mm. practicing and just what you want that first before the strategy or well, you're saying embodiment is a strategy. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, And I just think that's, that's genius. Hmm. Yeah, I just so appreciate that because I, as a person who just loves to move um, and get mm-hmm. in my body and dance, like that just feels like, of course, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. didn't anyone else say that? <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but it's the biggest thing. And it's like the launch, of, like, for example, program launches where I've had the most success is when I was most true living to like 
the intention and the vibe of the program that I was launching. Whereas at the beginning it was like more strategy. Like I was just like, Oh, I need to go live this many times and I need to blah, 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 blah. And I mean, I was still working on the embodiment, but I was so obsessed with this strategy. And although like different human design types slightly differ, but for me, because my mind is also one of the most important things, like in my last program launch, I literally did like just a handful of things over a two week period, like pretty much nothing. And it was like, nearly three times my best ever launch. And I was like, oh, okay, this, this is cool. <laughs> That's incredible. That's like, I feel like that it's like everything that we all want as entrepreneurs, just like the energetic alignment coming in with our actual physical work, just mm-hmm. to have it all like, mm-hmm. and it's because you're physically in alignment and it's connected. Yeah. It makes so much sense when you think about it like that. It's just so many people, they get in their head and it's just like, rather than being like, oh, no one signed up. Like, maybe I should do something different. Like, maybe should I try a different strategy? It's just like, well, why don't you just do a self audit and ask yourself how much you've been actually embodying and, and practice and living really what you're trying to sell or entice people into, you know? Mm-hmm. So then um, you've, you've, you've authored a book, you have mm-hmm. a podcast. And then you have a Facebook group and I, I see you, you know, I'm connected with you on Instagram and Facebook. Um, do you find doing that? Like, cause you're doing 365 days of Facebook live. So every day you're doing Facebook live. Do you find that, I don't know, exhausted from that or just having to commit to that? Here's the thing. It's like this. And I think this is the power of living in embodiment though is, um, it's never really like that because when I first committed to my podcast, for example, it freaked me out because I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to commit to doing a podcast every single week. It freaked me out because I'm not a structure person. I'm not a routine person. Like when, even when people ask me like, Oh, what's your dream day? I have like 10 dream days and that's okay. Like some days I stay in bed till one watching Netflix. Some days I'm up at 7am doing yoga, like, and they're both my dream day, right? Like, And so the idea of that consistency really freaked me out in the same when I committed to the 365 days of Facebook live. But when all that you have to do is share something that you've learned because you're really living and growing and embodying what you're teaching, then it's suddenly not like that anymore. It's like every day when I go to do my Facebook live, I just say, well, what was prominent for me today? What did I learn today? What did, you know, what came through me that inspired me today? what was I inspired by today from the outer world, you know, and then I just share that. And it's sometimes it's super simple and quick. Sometimes it's like what I talked about with the client session. Sometimes it's, I don't know, like super deep, but it's like one, it keeps me in check to make sure that I'm actually like, am I living true to my values today? Because I'm doing a self check in at the end of the day when I do my live. And if I have nothing to talk about, the problem isn't that I've committed to a 365 day live challenge. The problem is that I haven't lived that day and I need to do something about that ASAP. Mm, That is good. So then for someone who might not be ready to go full-time into their business yet, maybe they have a corporate job and it's, it's like, okay, well, how do, how would they start? Like if I wanted a side business and um, like, what would, like, sometimes I just feel like in corporate, it's hard to embody because like you have to get shit done for the mm-hmm. job or whatever. So like, what's your advice for embodying what they want to actually create? 
Well, the embodiment there is still just as easy in a way because it's like just embody their mindset throughout the day. Like, for example, like obviously it depends on what you do, but you might be um, practicing like having more of a visionary mindset or positive thinking or working on your emotional intelligence or whatever. And then it's just like you're still doing the same job, but how can you just tap in and have some gratitude throughout the day? And in terms of like social media, because it is an online business, like, yeah, you might not be able to post pictures of yourself like on a beach and like all that stuff online, but it's just like you can just share. Um, photos of your day or like little mindset things that you were thinking about or something from an audiobook that you listened to on your drive to work. Like, you know, there's still plenty that you can do because it's not actually about the time. It's just like the realization that actually, like here's the most simplest way that I can put it. Like in my perspective, people, they want to buy from you and they want to be in your energy or try your service or try your product when they feel that you're um one they feel good around you and two they feel like they can trust you and they really like see that you're living something that they want right like if you have a product then it's like they want to see how your product is a part of your lifestyle and how that enhances your lifestyle if you have a service they want to see like what that's what living with what you teach within that service or offer within that service does you know like if you're doing energy healing it's like well what's life like when you're an energy healer and you have access to that all the time or what's life like when you're a coach and you teach mindset or whatever it is and so it's like when you're really showcasing that then people are gonna like you feel trust with you feel connected to you and want to buy from you so it's about letting people become friends with you so that's even as simple as posting that you're drinking a coffee or that you're doing something funny with your cat like it's not actually that you have to have all of this crazy, amazing, empowering, deep, like all this stuff. Because if you just start pushing that as well, sometimes you become a little bit untangible for people as well. You're suddenly not real. And like the comment you made about me that I'm just like, on oh, my podcast, I'm like, whatever, I make mistakes. Like, I just am totally like me on everything. And then it's also no pressure because I don't have to be anyone to do anything. And then secondly, it's like, I just share what I'm up to in a day. And then when I do make an impactful post or I do post something about business, it means so much more because people also know who I am and know that I actually care about building relationships outside of just what I'm selling. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if that answered the question. No, it does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's almost like you don't like you can share your journey and it doesn't have to be, Hey, I'm the expert and I'm going to like school you on this or whatever. It's just, I'm learning and I, I want to share what's happening. And I think, you know, for people who are in corporate and wanting to do something new, it's like other people will want that too. And so mm-hmm. it's learning and then that will spark conversations and attract mm-hmm. the people who want to learn more. Exactly. And it's like how you keep yourself sane at your desk, like just daydreaming or having yeah. gratitude or just being grateful for the fact that you have a job that's providing you with income while you build up your business, like that you're in a space where you can learn skills. Like, you know, there's so many ways that you can actually look at your opportunity, uh, that your situation as an opportunity. And you're right. Like people are way more interested in the journey. They're not interested in people pretending that they're experts about stuff. They're way more interested about someone they can relate to who's actually in the doing Mm -hmm. and they can like, and then them seeing your transition of you becoming a happier person or you becoming healthier or you leaving your job eventually or whatever it is, like all of that's going to be the most inspiring thing. Yeah. And I just, that's so beautiful how you just laid that out. So thanks for (laughs) sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. So, well, how can people follow you? I learn more about you. 
So I love conversation. I'm not, not just like, hey, come follow me. So I have a follower. I'm like, I legit want to be friends with people. So um, Instagram and Facebook are probably my biggest hangouts, which are both at Viola Hug. Um, my website's violahug.com. And then um, my podcast and Facebook group are both called Abundant Babes. So Abundant Babes, a podcast for visionary or on Facebook, Abundant Babes, a home for the visionary. And then I have a book as well on Amazon and book depository called You Are an Abundant Babe. Yay. And I will post that uh, in the show notes so people Thank can, you. yeah, people can tune into you. And so is there anything else you'd like to share before we, before we go? <laughs> before we go. Before we go. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. It's just like, I, I believe this so strongly in my heart is that when you have a desire, it is not a coincidence. Like I heard Abraham Hicks say this once um, that our imagination isn't something that we conjure up. It's actually something we receive, meaning that as you imagine your dream life and as you imagine all of these things you'd love to do for yourself, it's not coincidental. Like it's a part of your soul being like, look at all this potential that you have. And it takes courage. Like it's not that you're never going to not be scared or that it's going to make complete logical sense because it's not sometimes, but the more that you actually like allow yourself to act in courage and just do little things and try things out and sometimes take big leaps towards the things you want, the more inevitable you're going to realize these things are for you. Um, and I mean that because I've gone through like things where people literally were like, you are a nobody and never will be anything. And I was, and I believed it at the time, you know, and now I'm just like, you could do anything. Like, but I mean it because I've seen the polarity, you know, I'm not just saying that from like my high horse of like being a forever optimistic person. Like I've seen both sides and I know you can do it. Mm, I love that. That is gold. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. Tune in, check out Viola's stuff and uh, tune in again for our next episode. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.